Well, let's look at John 16, 33 uh, this morning. I want to talk to you about living at peace this morning. Living at peace. How many of you know we could use peace with what's going on in the world and always is going on in the world? And it just, uh, you need to be, to know uh, how to walk and how to tap into the peace that God has provided. John 16, said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He said, In me, in me you may have peace. So not just any peace, not just looking for peace, just anywhere. That you would have God's peace. In the Amplified Classic, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence that you may have perfect peace and com- confidence. And, you know, we used, read the scripture the other week and emphasized some other things, but I'll read the rest of it. It says, in the world you will, or you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Amen. We could sit there for a while, but uh, the first part of that, It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In me. Everybody say, in me. Say, in him. him. See, that's how we're going to have perfect peace and confidence. Uh, Romans 15, 33 says, now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. The God of peace. He is the God of peace. He knows uh, what you need. Uh, He knows everything. So if we look at Him, then we can actually have peace, and that's what His desire is for us. 2 Thessalonians 3, uh, 16 says, Now may the Lord of peace Himself give you peace always in every way. May the Lord of peace. He is the God of peace. He's the Lord of peace. Give you peace always and in every way. Well, if He's given it to you always, and in every way, that would pretty much cover our situation, right? Always, and in every way. So in every, all the time, and then in every way, all the time. So if you're covering all the bases all the time, you know, like if you're painting a wall, and you just have a brush, and you just go along the top, and then you skip down two feet, and you go along the middle, well, there's gaps. So if you only got, you know, a little bit of paint here and a little bit of paint here, a little bit of paint here, then you have, you're not covering everything. But you know, if you get yourself a roller and you just saturate this and then you come back over and you saturate this and you saturate it, or if you had a huge roller, or if it's a small area, if you got a roller that's big enough that you, you're only covering this area and you got a roller that's big, you just go right over it. It's covered. Well, that's kind of like what God does. He's, he wants you to have peace always and in every way. So you just think it's just sweeping over you. It covers everything. So there's no gaps. No gaps anywhere. He's not. So, well, my situation is different. Your situation is not different. Well, this time is different. This time is not different. There is always in every way you just think of a, just the saturating peace of God, if we'll receive it, is always there. He wants to give it to us always and in every way. Amen? Amen. For, uh, second, piece, second Peter 1, 
1 says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have uh, obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Jesus our, uh, and of Jesus our Lord. Notice it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So that's how the peace of God's going to be multiplied to you is in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So peace is available to us. Peace has been supplied by God, but we have to receive it. Peace, so some aspects of this, peace with ourselves, so peace, you know, peace covers so much, but peace with yourself is only found through having peace with God. You know, some people, the reason they're always having uh distress with other people is because they're not at peace with themselves. In fact, I would say that's a big part of it. They look like they're mad at you, but they're mad. They they have turmoil on the inside. And so peace with ourselves is only found in having peace with God. Peace with others is is only found in having peace with God. Peace in the midst of life's challenges is only found, true peace is only found in having peace with God. So you can have, you can be in the middle of whatever situation, but if you're right with God and you understand who God is and who He is to you, you can have peace in the midst of it. On the other hand, you can have what looks like tranquility externally, have everything it looks like the world tells you you need. It looks like you have all the money, all the um, connections, all, all, you know, the uh, health, everything, and still be completely out of peace. But you could have what looks like chaos going around you, but if you are at peace with God, you can have peace. And so here's the thing. We said peace with ourselves is only found through peace with God. Peace with others is only found through peace with God. Peace in the midst of challenges is only found with peace of, by uh, having peace with God. And peace with God is only found through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's the only way. So the only way you're going to have peace is by having peace with God. The only way you can truly have peace with God is through Jesus. You can't make up your own peace. You can't can't make a way. That's called religion. People say, why are there so many religions? Because people have made them up. Doesn't matter if it was 1,500 years ago. Doesn't matter if it's been passed down for generations. It is wrong You know, 1,500 years ago, 5,000 years ago, it's wrong today. Somebody made something up, got a wrong idea. It wasn't God's way of man relating to him. It was man's way of making, he's made a way up to say, well, I believe this is the way to God. And so you have all these ideas. What are, we call them religions. And here's another thing. This is not politically correct, but people will give reverence. Well, that's what you believe and give reverence to it. You ought not to give reverence. I'm not talking about you have to be rude, but you don't act like it's the way to God. Did you hear me? Well, there's a reverberation there. You could feel it. It's not politically correct. People are like, well, that's what you believe. We got to reverence it. If it's a made up idea, 
You don't reverence it and give credence to it. I'm not saying you get in somebody's face and be rude and tear them down. No, you're a, you're a conduit for the love of Christ, but you don't act like it is God. We just have to respect it. Everybody has their beliefs. If it's, it's a made-up thing, if you give, you, you, you're, you're actually pointing people in the wrong direction, and they won't get the truth. There is one way to God. You guys all right? There is one way to God, and it is Jesus. And the only way you're, you or I, me, anybody are going to have actual peace in this world is through Jesus being right with God and then walking in what Jesus has provided in this world. Anything else is shaky ground. And when push comes to shove, you won't actually have peace. You know, you could be a Christian. You could know uh, some of the Bible. You could know about peace. You've heard it before. You've, you've heard, you know, I was going to say tape series. Tapes are so archaic. Some, pe- archaic. some people don't even know what I'm talking about in here. No, you, you know, it just you were downloading it or you were streaming it. You know, MP3, whatever. MP3s are old now. But, in, you know, it's just a foreign file format. But, you know, people listening, you could have listened to two messages on this. But if we're not tapping into it and making it real and coming back to the fact that it is through Jesus, that's the only way I'm right with God. You could, you could not experience peace right now, even though it's paid for, because you're actually starting to look at it, look for it somewhere else. If we don't actually look at uh, our relationship with God through Jesus and, and walk in that peace, even though it's bought and paid for, even though um, we may have known it at a, at a time, we would not experience it because we're not actually looking at the source of it. It's like it's part of us, but we're looking over here. It's like, you know, you know what to do to exercise, but you're not doing it, or I'm not doing it. <laughs> or I know what to eat. And at one time, I was eating the right thing. And I had this regimen, but I'm not doing it now. So it's actually not doing me any good, even though I know it. And I could give you the right answer. You know, you guys know what I mean? Just because I did it last year doesn't help me today. And just because I was in perfect peace a year ago, and I, I experienced it, and I could tell you all about it, and I can even show you the scriptures, does not mean I'm walking in it right now, because if I started drifting and looking something, somewhere else and using something else, in other words, I'm not feeding myself the right thing, and I'm eating this other thing spiritually, then it's not doing me any good. And sometimes we just have to, sometimes, all the time, we have to remind ourselves of these things and come back to them. And we have to make it uh, vital. It has to be alive. And when we see stuff, things that are trying to push us, getting us out of peace, we need to know how to get back into peace. And it's going to be through Jesus. We need to know what He did for us. And because Satan's crafty, you know, he, he doesn't just come up to you and tell you, I'm attacking you now, and I'm de- trying to deceive you now, and I'm going to try to get you over on something else that's going to distract you from God. Okay, three, two, one, here we go, and give you time to resist it. He, there's, there's subtle attacks in the world, and it's so pervasive, people don't recognize it. And it's especially when people don't recognize it, that it's so effective, because it's all embedded in our culture. It's embedded in media. It's embedded in songs, movies, um, 
you know, of course, social media and everything, that there's ideas that are actually putting, uh, bringing you away from God, if we'll listen to it, and get you out of peace, sowing thoughts that get you, can get you riled up when the tr- if, you, if you focus on the truth, you'd be able to push back, but we're getting pulled and getting baited and getting uh, drug over here and don't even realize that's what's happening. And if we see ourselves getting out of peace, we're off. We've let something else get in the way. It doesn't matter what's going on if we're out of peace, we're slipping. Did you hear me? Doesn't matter what somebody else did. Doesn't matter what you heard on the news. You need to shut off majority of the news anyway. It, if you look, there's so many, you need to know certain things that are going on, but the majority, have you noticed this? You look at headlines, it produces an emotional reaction in you. Both sides of the aisle, it doesn't matter where, there, there are people that are producing these things know their audience and are trying to get you to go off on something. And there's so much non-news. Like you're looking like, okay, the world still isn't falling apart. Okay, st- that's your top headline? Really? That? That's the most important thing in the world. You look, okay. That's, that's the thing. It's some social, somebody did this or whatever. And it's like it's completely not even a news story. But you look at certain things, it tries to get you and rip, pull you over here. Your emotions over here get you out of peace. Doesn't matter what somebody said. Doesn't matter what's going on. If you get out of peace, you or me or anybody, we've let ourselves be pulled out of where we're supposed to be. Yeah, but you don't, know, you don't understand what they said at work. You don't understand what they're doing. Okay, that doesn't mean we should get out of peace. That doesn't mean we, that somehow God changed. See, I'm looking at something besides Jesus in my relationship with God, and I'm, I'm, I'm out of peace somehow, so I've gotten my eyes off on the wrong thing. So we need to understand that we're going to have peace with God through Jesus, and we need to come back to that. And anything that tries to pull us out of that, we need to refute and go back to the right place promptly. Otherwise, we're going to be experiencing things that we don't have to experience. Turmoil, we don't have to experience. It's a waste of our time. It's a waste of emotional energy. You can only be ramped up and stressed for so long. It's going to break us down physically and mentally. And we're not any good to anybody if we do that. We can't listen to things that are going to pull us off. Look at Romans 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Therefore, having been justified by faith, so believing what Jesus has done, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So having been justified, having come to God through Jesus by faith, now we have peace with God. That's how you have peace. 
Well, you're going to remain in peace that way by focusing on what you are through Him and in Him and who you are in the family of God. You're going to have peace. That's how you peace was accessed, and that's how you keep it. It's through Him. You have peace with God through Jesus because He's the one that made peace with us. Colossians 1 verse 19 says, For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell, and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself. By Him, whether things on the earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. Jesus made peace with God through His blood. Look at the NLT version. It says, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. So that's how we have peace with God is by what Jesus did and by our receiving what Jesus did. Now, you do that to become, come into the family of God, but you have to remind yourself of it when you're walking through this earth. Otherwise, you'll drift. That you're thinking today, it's not by the blood of Jesus. Today, it's something else. You want to remain in that peace. That's how you stay in the peace with God and if you stay in the peace of God, you're going to be able to walk in peace with people. Let's look at Colossians 3.15. Colossians 3.15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule. In the Amplified, it says, Amplified Classic, let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule, act as an umpire continually in your hearts, having peace continually. Well, that means whatever else is going on, you have peace. Whatever is going on, whatever somebody said, you have peace. You realize what somebody else is doing in their life does not have to upset our life. It doesn't matter who it is. We are not to be driven and controlled by what somebody else is doing because that puts you in a very bad place. If your peace is tied to how somebody else is acting, that means you are not going to be able to do what God has called you to do continually because if, if God's trying to lead you, but you're pushed by somebody else's actions then even though God's leading it this way, you're going to zig, zig or you're going to zag and something else is actually leading you. If we're at peace with Him and know that we can walk in that peace continually, act as an umpire and act on that peace continually, then even though other people are, are getting upset, even though there's drama somewhere else, their drama 
does not have to be your drama. We do not have to let, even if somebody's close to us, just because somebody else has decided to get out of peace does not mean that that has to become our problem. Something, something, you know, because you could be walking in peace, you're enjoying the peace of God, you're enjoying fellowship with God, and something, somebody else comes in, tries to share something with you, tries to drag you in to getting upset over what they're upset about. And start flying off that, but, but they, they want you to be upset. And people can actually get mad at you because they're not upset, or you're not upset when they're upset. As if you don't care. But if I get upset, when somebody else is upset, now we just have two people that are upset. We don't have anybody that's listening to God and that's in peace and following Him because we're supposed to have peace always and in every way continually, and that includes the drama that somebody else is trying to inject into my life. And somebody else's decisions do not mean I have to pay for them. Just because somebody else made decisions or something, and now they're experiencing the ramifications of their decisions, and it's an emergency in their life, it doesn't mean I don't empathize with them. It does not mean I have to turn my life upside down and try to fix it, because now that's going to create chaos in my life. I'm not talking about not helping somebody. You can help somebody. I remember, you know, just, I've read multiple things where just people giving an example. Just because somebody calls you at three o'clock in the morning and it's an emergency to them, when it started six months ago and you're not going to fix it at 3 a.m. and you could just as easily talk at 2 p.m. in the afternoon the next day, does not mean you have to drop everything because you're being a good Christian by uprooting your whole life and then being tired the next day and getting nowhere when that thing is not an emergency. There are emergencies, and then there are non-emergencies. And just because somebody else, it feels like, an, and then there's this other thing, that some, sometimes people think everything's an emergency and treat everything like an emergency and feel like it and try to fix everything when you're not even dealing with the root of the problem. And so you're, you're just creating chaos. And just because somebody else has chaos does not mean you have to have chaos. Because if you yield to chaos, you're not going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and sensitive to what God is actually trying to do in your life and maybe a good help to them. So you need to stay in peace, whatever. That doesn't mean you can't help somebody. It means you have to guard what you're doing in life and what God is doing for, uh, through you because otherwise it's a conduit for what the enemy has done in somebody else's life to get into your life. Did you hear me? You can't just open that, that perimeter and say, whatever, because Jesus, because I, you're not called to, to do everything for everybody in the whole world. You realize there's problems all over, and we don't have, we're, we can't be everywhere at once. We're not God. 
God's God. I remember one time, uh, way back, when I, I think I was dating Shelly, you know, uh, and talking to her on the phone because she was in Oklahoma at that point, and there was this, this uh, girl that, that would constantly have drama in her life, that, or somebody that she knew, she wasn't a good friend or everything, but she would, you know, sometimes come and talk to Shelly, and, and it, there was just drama, and, but they would never get anywhere, and it was, she wouldn't be helped. And I just remembered Shelly uh, telling me, she goes, I, I, I have to tell myself, and I think she told her, I'm not your Savior. I'm not Jesus. You're looking for a Savior. I'm not the Savior. And this is a side thing, but sometimes we're trying to be the Savior to somebody when they need to look at the Savior. You can't be the proxy. You are not the Savior, and they're looking for somebody that's going to solve their problems, but they won't bow their knee to the one who can. That's not your problem. And if they won't bow their knee to Him, you can't fix that. And in fact, they'll just be Band-Aids. You'll just be Band-Aids trying to, to, because you're a human, and this applies to any relationship. If you try to take the place of Jesus, I don't care if it's a marriage relationship, your spouse is not God. You might say, well, of course I know they're not God. I think there's some, you know, back like the devil, whatever. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they're not who is going to meet all your need. You cannot put a human being in that place and try to pull on them emotionally and every other way and try to get peace from another person. You cannot do that. It is God. You've got to look to Him. And so you can't... Anybody tries to come to you and make you the Savior, you watch it because you know what? That will drain you. You're not God. You're not meant to be the proxy for God, and you'll lose your peace. So now we, we need to stay, let the peace of God continually rule in your heart. Now we need to understand it's through Jesus and that what, when we bow our knee to Him and come before Him and bow our circumstances to Him, then we can have peace. It doesn't matter what's going on. So if we see that we're not having peace, we need to come back and go, okay, what have I started looking at besides Him and get back to where, look, I'm supposed to be having peace. So what, where's the issue? So I can go on. So I can go on with him. Look at a, I'm going to look, we'll look at a uh, illustration here. Luke 7 verse 36. God's peace, if we'll get back into peace, any situation you're dealing with, while there may be ramifications to the situation, you can have peace going forward through the situation if you'll center up with him. Luke 6, 7, 36. We're going to read a little bit here, read some verses, so hang with us. 
Luke 7, 36 says, Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. Then he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus was at or sat at the table at the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of uh, fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Verse 40, and Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. He said, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who forgave more, or he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but to, who, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who for who even forgives sins. Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now, there's a lot we could say here. There's so many directions you could go here. But what I want you to see, because I'm going to read this in the Amplified Classic, this woman, she had, you know, the Bible calls her a sinner. She, she was into a lot of things that she shouldn't have been into. And she came in and she, she pours perfume over Jesus' feet and wipes his feet with her hair. And, you know, the people with him are saying, well, doesn't Jesus know who this woman is? What he, what she, if he really was a prophet, he would know. And um, then Jesus gives this illustration, and it says, uh, you know, he who's been forgiven much loves much, and, um, but he who's forgiven little uh, loves little. So there's a lot of things we could say there, but I want you to notice this woman who came in, Jesus said, you're forgiven. In verse 50, it says, then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. You're saved, you're forgiven because you believe something, go in peace. In the Amplified Classic, it says, but Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go Enter into peace in freedom from all the distresses that are experienced as a result of sin. Your faith has saved you, so you look to Jesus. Peace with God is only through Jesus. So she's come and she's looked to Jesus, and then it says, go, enter into peace. Can you put that back up? 
enter into peace in freedom from all the distresses that are experienced as a result of sin. So he's saying, go in peace. You had these things that she's done, she's forgiven. Now go and experience peace, free from everything, the distresses that what you have done would have caused. And that's the only way this person would have found peace. That's the only way she would find peace is through Jesus. That's the only way we're going to find peace. Now, this is an example of somebody, Jesus is saying, you're forgiven and go in peace, and she had done all this stuff. But regardless of how we come to Jesus, what has been going on in our life, what we have done, where we are, what we've let try to push on us, the only way we're going to be able to go in peace is for Jesus to, Jesus to come back to the center and say, you're the only way I'm having peace with God. I have to center up on that so I can have peace going forward. And now you can go forward experiencing freedom from that distress, freedom from where you've come from. But the only way you're going to get back centered up is by looking back to the Lord. Anything else is just a substitute that's going to break. Anything else is a shaky foundation, which is why then we would be experiencing turmoil and being out of peace if we once knew things. If we are experiencing turmoil and not peace, it's because we've let this, our eyes get off of Him. It's because we've let something else come into our lives, come into the picture that is distorting reality. So what do you mean by that? Because we're, we're speaking here, we're talking about what the Word of God says. We're saying that God has given us peace through Jesus, that you come to Him, you have, a, you have peace with Him, and that you can walk in peace continually. You can let the peace of God uh, rule in your heart that God wants us to have peace always in every way and like truth in every way. It can seem like, yeah, duh, I see that. It's so clear. And this is what I have to do in this situation, in this situation, because you know what's happening right now? The truth of God's Word, the Holy Spirit is taking that, making it clear to us the anointing of God is helping us to see very clearly right now. It becomes clear. It becomes, you see what you need to do. Then, and, and you say, why would anything upset me out here? Because it's so clear. Of course, I just have to come back and put God back on the throne through Jesus and just walk in that. Why did I let this get off? Get me off? Why did I let this distress me? Why did I come in and I maybe was out of peace? Because when we go into the world, there are forces, spiritual forces, natural forces at work that are trying to rip that out of you. And they're trying to push and, and shape reality into something that doesn't look peaceful and is trying to get other things to become bigger than what Jesus has done so that we'll start looking away from Him and, and we'll get out of peace and we'll think 
You could think he went somewhere. I just can't hear him. I don't know. This is so big. When the reality for everybody right now is that God is the answer through Jesus. He's given us peace. And regardless of what it is, you can experience peace now, tomorrow, the next day, the next week, always in every way through him. And there isn't anything big enough that would actually push us off. Are there challenges? Absolutely. Can we experience, I mean, this lady wrecked her life. But Jesus said, you're forgiven, now go in peace. Did he mean it or not? Can we, because we look, well, yeah, but there's this. But you know what, guys, we're only here for so long on the earth. There's people that lived 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 10 years ago that aren't on the earth anymore that it could, could experience, they might have experienced turmoil. They might have experienced things that were very challenging. But the fact is, for them, there wasn't anything big enough that would overshadow the peace of God in their lives if they would have let the peace of God rule. And just because we're the ones living and facing challenges doesn't change what God's Word says. And right now where we are, there is nothing that is going to be bigger than what He has done. So we have to look and say, wait a minute, these things that are pushing on me, I have to get back centered in order to just see reality for what it is. It's like, you know, I've said this, you know, before, of course, uh, but when you, you can get in the middle of things that looks so, things are pressing down on you. There's so much pressure that you can't see the bigger picture because, you know, it's like everything is like this and you can't see and it starts to feel like we're, chaos. But it is so instructive for me. Every time I get on a plane... And you go up to where you're 30,000 feet or whatever, you know, five, six miles in the air, however high the, the passenger uh, planes are flying, as you're leaving and you're getting up or you're coming down, you see all the things in this world that look so big. I mean, these houses that are multi-million dollar houses, they're a speck. You see whole towns that are just a blip. And you realize all the chaos and all the drama that those people are going through, it's that, right, this little dot. And it's not anything compared to the world or anything. And all Because you, you, you know all the human relationships and all the drama that goes on, and you're like, all oh, that's going on right there. That house could be torn apart, and it's this little speck, and, you know, and there's this car that's $100,000 sitting in the, nothing wrong with a $100,000 car. In the driveway, you can't even see it. It looks smaller than a Hot Wheel car. And you're like the drama, and people could be breaking their back trying to pay for that thing, and you're like, it's a toy. And when you see everything from this, this view, you start, you, you realize that this, there's so much bigger, and you see the sun there, and there, any, if there's any storm, it's way below, and you're like, God created all this. And the reality of God and the truth can just snap back. Every time I'm in the plane, I'm reminded of this. It's a good reminder. You're like, okay, all this junk. It's like you start seeing, you can't even see the movements of the junk because you can't, it's just so far away. And you realize that's what it really looks like and what it really is compared to the Lord and everything he's done. And we have to come back and reset and be like this, this, I'm not making light of situations. They can be very pressing, but we have to compare it to reality. God is bigger. And through Jesus, we have peace through, of God, with God, and that is more important than any of this junk. If you have peace with God and you know it and you center up on it, you can deal 
with this other stuff in peace, and you'll actually make the right decisions and be able to walk through it in the right way. And so this applies at whatever scale, whatever level of drama we may face, whatever challenge or whatever, we'll just have to come back and go, no, Jesus came to bring peace with me between me and God the Father, and I have that, and I'm supposed to be at peace right now, and just spiritually. If you could see in the spiritual realm, what you have to do is just do this. Just push it all back and say, no, this, this is where I have peace. I will not take those spiritual forces that are trying to push at me, natural things, that will not infiltrate me. I am pushing it back, and this is a place where I trust God and believe Him. And then wherever you go, it's just like peace walks into the room. You bring peace on the situation. You walk into this room, and people are freaking out at work. You don't want to be another person that's free. Oh, my gosh, we're done. And then you're just running around, and you don't have any advice. But if you come in, and you're centered, you rise. We've seen stuff like this before. We're not the first person. God, what do you want me to do? And you may have to get out of the room. I'll be back in a minute. And walk out because you don't want to let that, the tree that's like this, start making you make wrong decisions. You need to stay at peace so you can hear the Holy Spirit. So you can do what the Word said. So you can walk in what He has for you because there is an answer. Do you guys realize there's an answer for everything and every problem? And if you're a Christian, the worst thing that's going to happen to you when you, I mean, there's things that you have to go through on this earth, but the end of the game is you're going to be in the presence of Almighty God in heaven. Well, we might die, and you're going to be in the presence of God. At the end of the day, you win. At the end of the day, you win. So we don't let anything get us out of the peace. We don't let anything push us. We're saying, no, this is not as bad as it seems may look really bad, but God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful, and He's the one. I am going to walk in it. No, no, no. You know, you'll have thoughts. No, this is an exception. This is too big. No, it's not. Always and in every way. And that includes now. I'm going to, I am going to walk. I am going to live at peace. I don't care what happens. And if you have to do that for any given day, say today. I don't care what happens, I'm going to live at peace. Doesn't matter what. If you go in determining that, and then you do that tomorrow, and then you do that the next day, doesn't matter what happens, I'm going to walk in peace. Doesn't matter. Nope, nope, we're in peace. Always in every way, just keep going. Amen.